0: I mean, yeah. if you're uh, an automotive sales professional, the cars you sell, they're great, but they're out there. There's, you have other people selling that same car who All are going right. to who are gonna sell at a lower pro or the, if you're a realtor, there are other realtors who will list their homes for a smaller fee or, you know, what have you. There's always people. And when a prospective customer or client cannot distinguish between two or more products or services, they're always going to go with who has the lowest price and unless your last name is walmart Mm -hmm. or maybe amazon.com would have you trying to make low price your unique selling position is not a good way to do business it's not profitable it's not productive it's certainly not fun Mm -hmm. Uh, when you sell on price you're a commodity when you sell on value you're a resource but again if if this is a commodity-based product how do you distinguish yourself well in order to to uh communicate that additional value you need to be that additional value now, now, now. your weekly dose of inspiration inspiration perspiration. perspiration perspiration and just the right amount of bull defecation <laughs> the Getcha some radio show with your host the vice president of making shit happen terry lancaster
1: So if you've heard me speak any time in the last few years, heck, if you've heard any salesperson speak any time probably in the last 20 years, you've heard some version of this. All things being equal, people prefer to buy from people and refer business to people that they know, like, and trust. Now, those words... Have just kind of they're the ocean that we swim in now. They're, they just seem like they're part of the ether, like they were handed down from a mountaintop on a stone tablet. Well, they didn't come down from a mountaintop. And as far as I know, they have not been written on a stone tablet, though they will, may, should be. They were written in a book 24 years ago by today's guest, Bob Berg. I can't tell you how excited I am to have Bob Berg on the show. Bob Berg is, is one of my heroes because of those words. And uh, I've, been str- I've been strutting around the house for three days getting ready for this. My wife is just sick of hearing me talk about it. So I'm, I'm excited to have their, uh, Bob on the show. Bob sold literally a million books and he's, he's, and he's passed this wisdom, these words down that are just now ubiquitous. So we're gonna be right back with Bob Berg to talk about the golden rule of business right after this. Make more friends, sell more cars,
0: of car shoppers say they would prefer to know their salesperson before they ever set foot in the dealership. People buy from people they know, like and trust. And they refer their family and friends to people they know, like and trust. Visit TerryLancaster.org to learn how your sales staff can get more reviews, more referrals and more repeat business by building better, stronger, more authentic relationships online and in real life. TerryLancaster.org
1: Bob Burke, I am so excited to have you on the show. Thank you for being here, man. Terry, my pleasure. Great to be with you. Oh, man. So, so listen, so I, I know a lot of salespeople, and I, I know a lot of sales trainers, and most sales trainers are gung-ho, 10 times this, kill or be killed, get out there, alpha warrior, big dog warrior, kill kill what you eat, the whole nine yards. And you, when, when I was getting ready for the interview, I read that you are a, a former Golden Gloves boxer, so you've, you've got the mean streak in you. You 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 you've got the animal instinct, but your whole thing, the whole thing about you now is is just be nice. That nice guys finish first, and to give more than you get, and to be a go giver. <laughs> How did you switch from warrior to uh, to to go giver? Okay, well let let's kind of uh, let's kind of go back through
0: that a little bit. Uh, it, it's mostly um, there, but but there's maybe something I'd like to a, a adjust on that just a bit. And first of all, thank you for the uh, the, the research you did, my goodness, about the, uh, uh, the boxing. I'm afraid I was a, a little bit younger and a lot faster. Well, actually make that a lot younger and a lot faster <laughs> back then. But it's not a matter of just being nice. Um, being nice is a good thing. Being yeah. nice is good just because it's nice to be nice, but it's also easier to, to do well in business when you're nice. If, if, if we use nice and kind interchangeably, sometimes, you know, someone can act nice, but right. to manipulate another, but not be kind. But let's just say it's, it, that they're the same in this case. That's not enough uh, because you and I and everyone listening, we all know many people who we would define or we would describe as being simply nice people who we would also describe as being simply broke. Right. So I, I love the idea of being nice. I think it's a great, again, for its own sake and because it's good business, but in and of itself, that's not enough to make someone successful. Uh, success is a matter of doing the correct things in the success process right. that allows a person to be successful and, and finish first, you if you will. Um, I don't believe you need to be dog-eat-dog, and I, I don't believe you need... In fact, you know, the... Uh, the, the more you can take your focus off yourself and off the competition and place it on creating value for others, a, the more successful you're going to be. That doesn't mean you ignore the competition. Mm-hmm. By all means, know the competition, know who they are, what they do, how your product services and, and customer experience compares by all means. But I would say don't focus on your competition focus on creating value, as Wallace Waddles talked about in his 1915 classic, uh, The Science of Getting Rich. He said, live on the creative plane rather than on the competitive plane. But regarding the go-giver itself, the basic premise is simply that shifting your focus from getting to giving, and when we say giving in this Context, Harry, we simply mean constantly and consistently providing value to others, understanding that not only is that a more pleasant way of conducting business, it's the most financially profitable way as
1: well. You uh, then, so that's the first law of stratospheric success that's in the book, The Go Giver, that to provide more value than you receive in compensation, to always provide provide more value. So I, like I said I, I told you before that my audience is is mostly car salespeople. They got a lot of a uh, lot of real estate agents, and so you're dealing with uh, a thirty or forty, fifty thousand dollar vehicle that's been advertised to the death. Everyone knows everything about it. You, you're dealing with a a three or four, five hundred thousand dollar home. How does a salesperson Add value in that transaction. Okay. Well, first, let's. I think what's
0: really important is that we understand what selling is and what it's not in the first place, and then we can always take it from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because so many people think that selling is trying to convince someone to buy something they don't want or need. <laughs> when in, yeah. Of course, that's not sales, that's being a con artist, right? right. And, and there's no one watching who is about about that. Selling is simply discovering what the other person wants, needs, and desires and helping them to get it. The focus must be on that other person Uh, because let's face it, and I I say this often when I speak at sales conferences and it always gets a laugh and that's this, nobody's going to buy from you because you have a quota to meet. (laughs) And we laugh because we know it's true. No one's buying from any of us for that reason. Yeah. Uh, They're not going to buy from you because you need the money or even because you're a really nice person. who Or you're
1: you're having a sales contest and you got to sell one more before this week. Right. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. They're going to buy from you only because they believe they'll be better off by doing so than by not doing so. And in a free market based environment where, and when I say free market, I simply mean no one is forced to do business with anyone else. That's the only reason they, should buy from you now. Yeah. Let's talk about now. Let's let's go to what you just said because you make a great point. You're talking about this basic, basically a commodity. I mean, yeah. if you're uh, an automotive sales professional, the cars you sell they're great, but they're out there. There's you have other people selling that same car who All are right. trying to who are going to sell it at a lower pro or or the if you're a realtor, there are other realtors who will list their homes for a smaller fee or you know what have you. There's always people and. When a prospective customer or client cannot distinguish between two or more products or services, they're always going to go with who has the lowest price. And unless your last name is Walmart Mm -hmm. or maybe Amazon.com, what have you, trying to make low price your unique selling position is not a good way to do business. It's not profitable. It's not productive. It's certainly not fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you sell on price, you're a commodity. When you sell on value, you're a resource. But again, if, if this is a commodity-based product, how do you distinguish yourself? Well, in order to, to uh, communicate that additional value, you need to be that additional value. How? Well, you know, Terry, that additional value, which basically is the experience itself that you're the bringing experience. Towards, okay? It can be communicated dozens of ways, if not hundreds, but they tend to come down to what we call five elements of value. And those elements are excellence, consistency, attention, empathy, and appreciation. And to the degree that you can, you and your team whomever, you know, can, can communicate one or more, hopefully all five of those at every single touch point. From the time that you first meet that person or they call in off of an ad or you see them from what, what, or introduce them, what have you, from that very first time through the relationship building, through the sales process, through the follow-up and follow-through and the referrals and everything else, to the degree that you're able to communicate those elements of value, that's the degree you take price and the competition out of the picture.
1: Yeah, you know, one of the things that really struck me from the book that the, you're, you're going through this, and this was this, this the example specifically was from a real estate agent the, uh, in, your, in your book, your, the book Go-Giver is written as a parable. So it's written in, in a fictionalized form. So there was uh, one young lady who had become very successful as a real estate agent. And the moment the switch turned for her. Uh, when she had tried to be, be all this and quote everything about the houses and the statistics and the square feet and the price per foot and the, the zoning regulations and, you know, the, the, the schools and whatever that is all about the house. The moment she quit doing that and started being herself, she realized what everyone's really looking for is just a friend. Yeah. That's, what, that's okay. what people want.
0: Yeah, you know, um, and that was that was Deborah Davenport. And what what I think she really came to understand just as you're saying is that when you can move from an i-focus or me-focus to an other focus, looking to make your win all about their win. That comes through to people. Right? Yeah. People get that. People yeah feel it and that's really you know what it's about which again doesn't mean you don't have to know
1: the things right you do
0: right. yeah but that's not what does it
1: yeah I've, I've, I've interviewed uh, car sales people and one of them says we know all this stuff and we end up talking ourselves out of sales because we're spitting stuff like machine guns spitting facts and and features and benefits and and they don't really care about any of that we're, we're so busy showing off everything we know that we we forget to, to find out what they're what they're interested in finding out Exactly. You know what
0: we. You know we have this saying, and, and we in the follow up to the do giver, uh, go giver, sell more. We we talk. We we made a statement in there that you can't make a sale, right? If he's, what do you mean you can't make a sale? Of course, gonna make a sale. We said no, you can't really can't make a sale because again, in a free market where no one's forced to buy from you, you can't make anyone do anything they don't want to do. What you can do is you can create the environment where that person feels so good about you. They know you, they like you, they trust you, they want to do business with you. You can create that environment so that they choose to buy and you are there to receive the sale. Now, someone might say, well, isn't that just semantics? Maybe it is, but sometimes semantics are very important in the way, not just in what we tell others about what we do, but in in what we tell ourselves about what we do. Oh yeah, We feel that we're out there to make the sale then it's about us. On the other hand, we feel we're simply there to create the environment where they buy based on their best interest, their own best interest. Now our, our focus is where it needs to be on the other person. We understand that the sale is not about us and it's not even about our product or service as important as that is. It's always about the other person. And that's why we say that money is simply an echo of value. It's the thunder, if you will, to values lightning, which means nothing more than that the focus must absolutely be on them and providing value to them. And the money you will then receive is a very natural result of the value you've provided.
1: In, in the book, you say, uh, you, you say forget about win win, that win win is a losing proposition. 50 50 is a losing proposition. It has to be about their win, make it yeah, about it, them.
0: Yeah, it's 100, which of
1: course doesn't
0: mean, and we we did a little bit of wordplay there because of course we want win-win. If everyone wins, that's a good thing. But what happens, Terry, is that people say win-win mm-hmm. when they really mean I need to make sure I don't lose. Right. And that's where that 50-50 comes in, right? And instead of it being 50-50, we say make it 100. Just focus on them. Now, that doesn't mean you're being... Uh, Self sacrificial or a martyr, nothing like that at all. It simply means that you're so focused on bringing value to them, okay, that they really, in their mind, you are that person they want to do business with and they want to refer business to.
1: So um, we're talking about friends and we're talking about friendships and and human interactivity. Well, uh Human acti- inter- interactivity has changed probably more in the last 10 years, I think, than it did in any time before that, because we, we all have these devices in our hand and we have our noses in our screens much more than we ever do it. And, and to a large degree, our human c- connectivity and interaction and communication takes place through a screen and, and and through social media a lot of times. How does social media impact? this 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 friend concept where you're trying to trying to, to, to bring that empathy and, and get that across. How does how does that interact on social media?
0: Well, I think social media provides us with a wonderful opportunity to connect with people we otherwise probably would not have been able to connect with, and if we do it correctly, to drive these relationships deep. You know, I've heard people say, well, you can't create friendships or good customer relationships on social media. I disagree totally uh, firsthand, and also the many people I've taught to do this. It just comes down to Asking yourself the same question before you tweet, before you post, before you blog, before you do anything that you would in real life. And that is, is what I'm about to post or tweet or say or pin or whatever, is it going to add value to the other person's life? And if you do that, you're on the right
1: track. You, uh, you said in the book that a genuinely sound business principle works anywhere in life. So it works in business, it works in real life, and I'm assuming it works on social media there as well. Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, they, uh, they, uh, there's so many. Uh, like I said at the beginning, there's there's so many sales trainers, and there, there's this idea that salespeople have to be hyper aggressive, and 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 so really a lot of them try to uh, to splinter their life. They've got their business life and their professional life. I'm going to be one way in my business life, and I'm going to be another way in in my in my home life. And you know, I'm going to be a really good person over here, and I'm going to be I'm going to be the the slayer over over here. How, do, how does how do you how do you integrate the whole the whole thing so that you're a go-giver all day long?
0: Well, I don't think you really can be one person at work and one person in your personal life. Uh, you can try, but boy, that is so hard to, to keep up. And why would anyone want to? It's so stressful, such hard work. No, we're, you know, it's like saying, yeah, I'm a really good guy at home, really good person, uh, you know, in my personal life, but a real jerk in business. Well, are you gonna really do better in business because you're a jerk? You know, yeah. there are people, okay, who who do okay. And and they are not go-givers, they're go-takers. They're mm-hmm. they people who focus on themselves. And they do good. Now, often it's not sustainable, okay, because it's not built on foundational principles that last, but sometimes they sustain it for a very long time. It's a big world. There's many ways to to get certain things. But to do it that way, to do it in such a way that um that you're not a, a real good person, it's very difficult because why would someone want to do business with someone who's not a good person, <laughs> right? In other words, right. if you just look at it totally from a point of rational self-interest, okay? Yeah. If you come, if you go at sales, let's say, in a way that your goal is not to provide value to that other person, but simply to transfer wealth from their pocket to yours, they're usually going to sense it. Now, there are people who are good fakers. Okay. But again, these, you know, typically these people get ulcers because it's just not (laughs) a difficult way to to sustain. You know, they're always looking for new territories. You know, they they don't get a lot of referrals, but they work real, real, real hard. And they can keep, you know, again, there's different ways to do things. I can't tell anybody what they should want to do. I'm just saying that when you approach business as well as personal, as well as all the other areas, when you approach it in such a way that you're focused on, being of value, providing value to others, providing value to life, looking to make the world better, looking to make other people's lives better. People feel good about you, okay? They want to get to know you. They like you. They trust you. They, again, want to do business with you. They want to refer business to you. It's, you know, your your business becomes a lot more fun, a lot less stressful, and obviously a lot more
1: financially profitable. You uh, you said that, the, that despite all of that, being nice wasn't enough. You have to go, you have to go through the steps. You, have, you actually have sure. to do the business. You have, you have, you have to do the thing and you have to work your way into, in, in the, in the book, Go-Giver, there's five laws of stratospheric success. The very final one being you have the, the law of receptivity. You have to be willing to get it back. And, uh, may, and maybe that's where some of some people struggle. And I think, I think that's maybe where I struggled that I don't I'm not a hundred percent, uh, you know, on board with just, just, just doing these things and it's, and it's going to naturally come back to me. So how do you, how do you make that? I had this conversation with the, with interview, interviewee last week, making that switch from, from providing content and, and, and doing valuable things for others with the, uh, the expectation that it's going to come back to you and not even the expectation, the knowledge that it's going to come back to you in some, some shape or form. How do you, how do you make that switch to open up the receptivity?
0: Well, again, you do that. Well, I think it's two different things. As far as how do you do it with the knowledge it's going to come back, it's because you're you're putting out information that people are going to want to have more of, okay? So it's not just a matter uh, of just giving out information haphazardly have have hazardly, and not having a plan. You have a plan. You know how you're going to do it, and you're providing exceptional value and people are getting to, okay, now, or you're introducing people to each other, or you're, you're, you're uh, adding value to people's lives over and above uh, what your product or service might be, but you're doing things in such a way that you're creating that context for success. It's not just a matter of, you know, gee, I'm doing good deeds and I expect that, you know, karma is going to take care of me. That, that's magical thinking. Right. Okay? And there's, there's no reason for that. Um, So, no, you you operate your business in such a way that you you systemize it. What is a system? It's the process of predictably achieving a goal based on a logical and specific set of how-to principles, sure. Then the other part of that, Terry, is the receptivity. That's being willing to receive. Okay. So as it comes to you, you've got to be willing to receive in like measure because all the giving of value in the world's fantastic. But if you're not willing to allow yourself to receive, and that usually is unconscious. Okay, it's, mm-hmm. it's worthiness issues or it's, it's for whatever reason we don't believe we deserve it or, you know, what have you. So that's why it's very important to study prosperity. Uh, Randy Gage has the prosperity, Randy Gage's prosperity blog. He, right, he posts every day and he has Prosperity TV on YouTube. I watch that every week and I read his blogs every day. I read people like David Nagel and Bob Proctor and all these because the world out there brings us such not mixed but negative messages when it comes to prosperity and money and so forth, uh, we get that garbage into our heads. you can't help it. It's just out there all the time. So we need to proactively bring good thoughts about money into our head. Good information, I should say. Not just good thoughts. That's important right. too, but good information. And uh and so, you know, when we can clear those, those, uh my, as Brandy calls them, mind viruses, uh, a way that we're not even aware of, we, we make ourselves more, more uh, accepting of the abundance that, that should pour into our life based on the value we're
1: putting out there. So The Go-Giver came out, what was this, 2008 uh, that it was released? Yeah. So 10 years this year, you've expanded and updated. We have a couple of books in the series. You have a new one that's out this year called The Go-Giver Influencer. Tell everyone about that. Well, this is another
0: business parable co-authored with John David Mann. And in this, we just took the, um, we took the, the concept of influence to a, a different level and drove deeper with it because, you know, influence has been a part of every one of the, uh, the books, but we really wanted to take influence to a, a deeper level because it's so important. It's everything we, you know, it's everything we do. What is influence? On a very basic level, influence can be defined as the ability to move a person or persons to a desired action usually within the context of a specific goal. But this can be tricky because while that's the definition, it's really not the essence of influence. The essence of influence is pull, pull as opposed to push, right? Like how far can you push a rope? Mm -hmm. Well, not too far, at least not very fast or very effectively, which is why great influencers don't push. You don't hear people say, wow, that Dave or that Susan, she sure is influential. She has a lot of push with people right? She sure is pushy, man. She is great. No, she's influential. She has a lot of pull with people. That's the essence of influence. It's pull. It's an attraction. Great influencers attract people to themselves and to their ideas. They do that with pull. What we really teach in the book is that you can get the results you want when dealing with people, even with difficult people in such a way that not only does everyone come out ahead, but everyone involved feels good about themselves, about the situation and about you.
1: Yeah. So I promise everyone who watches the show, if they're going to sit down, spend 25, 30 minutes with me a week, watching it on YouTube or listening to it on a podcast, that they're going to walk away with one thing that they can put into action in their life. And the the goal of the show is to create health, happiness and prosperity. So one action step to help, uh, help the uh, listeners and viewers create health, happiness, and prosperity in their business life and in their personal life because sound business principles apply everywhere, Bob. So what's one action step that people can walk away with today to start building a better life?
0: Uh, Let me give you just a, a couple of questions you can ask people who you just meet for the first time. Okay, just to simply ask them how they got started in their business. Okay. And watch how much they enjoy asking, answering that very, very simple question in which you shifted the focus from yourself onto them, which few other people do. And you made them the star. You asked them to tell you their story, ask them what they enjoy most about what they do, which again, makes them feel good about themselves and about you. And then ask the one key question, which is how can I know if someone I'm speaking with would be a good customer for you? Okay. Or it might be, if they're not in sales per se, you could say, how can I know if someone I'm speaking with is someone you'd like to meet? You can, you can begin that question in a very effective way by saying, you know, Dave or Mary, I always love connecting good people with other good people. How can I know if someone I'm speaking with is a good potential client for you? And if you'll start doing that, you'll be amazed at how immediately people become attracted to you and want to know more about you. Very nice.
1: Let me ask you one more question, Bob. How do I know the person I'm speaking with would be a good customer for you, for Bob Berg? <laughs> <laughs> well, if they have conferences and conventions and they have
0: a really, really healthy budget for a speaker, that would be a great, uh, um, uh, client. And right. also if they enjoy, uh, uh, live events, we have a, a, a two-day Go-Giver Entrepreneurs Academy we put on about three times a year in Orlando, Florida. It's over two days. We limit it to 10 people, so we go very, very deep into people's businesses, and breakthroughs really occur. So those would be kind of the two, the two uh, prospects. And how does that? everyone get in touch with you if they need you? Best way is to just go to the website, thego-giver, without the hyphen,
1: dot com. Bob, I gotta tell you, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for taking time to be on a show with me. Thank you for everything you shared today. And uh, thank you for being you. Thank you for being a friend. Terry, thank you, I appreciate you greatly. All right, buddy, be good. Get you some radio.
0: You've been listening to the Get You Some Radio Show. Subscribe today at terrylancaster.tv to hear more episodes, win valuable cash and prizes, and get free training to help you create an army of buyers who know, like, and trust you before they've ever even met you. It's a big wide world, boys and girls. Get out there and get you some.